Welcome to REI Spotlight with today's guests, Mark Schuler and Josh Welch. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having Mark, us. I'll let you uh, go first. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, how you got into multifamily and real estate and uh, a little bit of your background. Uh, sure. Um, I Let me start with my background. I'm a practicing architect and have been practicing for about 35 years now. Um, done probably 500 projects across 15 states. Uh, been in the housing sector for a long, long time. Have uh, done a lot of single family housing. I've done a lot of multifamily housing as well. And about eight years ago, I just got really interested in the development side of things and pursued a master's degree in commercial real estate development at the University of Washington, and then really got into the acquisition value add game. Um, uh, started about five or six years ago and have bought and sold probably over $125 million in assets since then. So um, um, also have five family members who are commercial brokers. So it's kind of in my DNA to be in the commercial real estate space. Um, we talk a lot about deals when we get to the kitchen table. So, <laughs> as Barry was saying, especially with that, uh, with, with that many people and, and that kind of uh, that kind of family connection, it, it's uh, it, it's it's just the family industry almost. Yeah, it's in our DNA. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Josh, how about you? A little bit of your background. Sure. So I'm an engineer by trade. So I went to school for electrical engineering, but found myself in a completely different career path. But that's okay. Because there's a lot of things I learned in that uh, when I worked in that field that definitely apply to what I do now. So um, currently I run a Three Pillars Capital. We're an asset management private equity firm here in Houston. Uh, we specialize in uh, multifamily class B and C value add, which uh, we'll dive into here in a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been in real estate pretty much my entire adult life. I, uh, you know, while I was working corporate, you know, I had a lot of single family rentals. I was flipping houses. Um, you know, got a real knack for that, but then kind of realized I wanted to do something bigger and grander. And, uh, you know, multifamily was the, the thing that made the most sense to me because it's, it was, uh, you know, it's a stable business model. Uh, there's usually cash flow going in um, and scale it a lot easier than you can with single families. And so for me, it just made sense. The light bulb went off and uh, started building the business. And, uh, you know, as of today, we're uh, 200 million in assets. Uh, just over 1600 units and uh, you know just constantly growing and scaling like mark said you know we're deal junkies so we're constantly looking for deals and trying to find the next uh, next greatest and best opportunity awesome um are you guys focused in any one particular uh market or area of the country or do you just kind of scour you know scour to find those deals that that fit your value add model and um you know, and work at it that way, or are you pretty much locked into uh, certain geographical areas? Um, why don't I take point on that one, Josh? Um, I mean, what you're describing is the uh, chasing yield phenomenon, um, where people chase yield from market to market to market to market to market. Uh, and my personal take on that is it's impossible to understand the nuances of every market when you do that, Definitely. much less... Uh, provide good returns for your investors because you're having to build a team on the ground in every single market that you go to. Um, so when I got in the business, I had made a strategic decision to just do deals in my backyard and then pick one other market. The market I chose was Houston. So, uh, and that's how Josh and I met because I was doing reconnaissance trips down there and uh, met him on one of those trips and 
we liked each other, you know, liked our, we, I, I thought we had a very similar out, uh, worldview on the business and the model and the undertaking of how we wanted to pursue this. So, um, yeah, so to answer your question, we're primarily focused in Houston right now, but we're always looking. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, once you get that one market down, you know, you get that one market down and you get that solid and you have all your processes, then it gives you, it allows you to kind of, if you want to branch out, then you can pay that attention to that next market. Instead of, you're not really jumping markets, then you're just expanding markets at a slower, more, more, more methodical pace when you do it that way. I think you go that way. really have to have some meat on your bones in the business to be able to kind of operate in several markets. That's just my, yeah, that's how I, is, so. yeah, it is definitely challenging. I think like Mark said, you got to be careful what you got to know what you're going after, right? Are you, are you going after yield? And if that's the case, then just make sure you know what, why yields are, why they are wherever you're going. So, you know, I could, I could look at a class B or a C deal, you know, here in Houston, that maybe would be an entry cap between, you know, five and 6%, which is, you know, very, that's a great deal down here, but you know, some other part of the country that might be really rich, but then in that part of the country, why, why is it so rich? Well, is it because it's, not as dense of a population? Is it because you're going to have a harder time leasing the unit? You know, there's, there, there's, there's, there's two sides to that coin. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing is just knowing what you're, what are you going after? What's important to you? Um, and, you know, if you want to take the risk and get a higher, you know, higher cap rate on entry, then great, but just know what you're get, getting yourself into. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, I think that's the key to any deal is, you know, really knowing your metrics and, and knowing that before you get into the deal and really knowing your metrics, you know, knowing your market, knowing your sub market, you know, knowing the block that you're getting ready to purchase a, a, a property in, you know, it, it's, it's digging into those, you know, having the, those deep level, uh, understandings of your market just helps you to be so much more of a better investor and a wiser investor. Yeah. Um, Mark, why did you guys really concentrate on the the value add? What was your uh, what was your driving factor to get into that particular segment of the uh, of uh, of multifamily? That's a great question. Um, you know, as syndicators, we've got to provide returns to our investors and you just can't go out and buy a deal and then have it magically spit off enough cash to create the kinds of returns that you need to achieve for your investor uh, base. Um, so the only real way to achieve it in our, that I've been able to figure out is to create, is do a big value add on the deal. And, but, you know, a lot of that is contingent on the, you know, the strike price and kind of the amount of lift that you have to do and then the specifics of, mar of the marketplace. Like I live in Seattle and what I pay for deals up here is a lot more than what I pay for deals down in Texas. And Definitely. it's just more expensive to operate deals up here. And so, you know, I just found that I couldn't make the deal. I could not make a deal work up here anymore for my investment in my investor base. So, you know, the, the value add component really provides that pop that we need uh, to be able to create the returns that will attract investors and, and then make it a really a good opportunity for our investors as well. I mean, we're really investor focused, um, obsessively so. So, you know, why be in the business if you're not going to give them the returns that uh, everybody wants? So it's a win-win. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
what type of properties are you typically looking for? What what size deals do you normally uh, do you normally try to get into? Uh, deal size, uh, you know, for us, we we again, it's dependent on the market that you're in, right? I could go buy a brownstone in New York City, and it might be ten million dollars for you know ten units, right? But um, yeah, you know, for our market and what we know in Houston, um, you know, we're looking at properties that are 150 units plus. Um, you know, for us, some learning lessons is that, you know, they're just, they're much more efficient to manage. Uh, it is true what they say, the bigger, the better in multifamily. Um, so we have learned that lesson. And, and then just to add to Mark's point about the value add component, um, you know, you might've heard the expression, clipping coupons, right? That's a kind of a lingo yeah. saying, hey, it's an investor looking for just Argus Capital makes six to 8% a year and, and that's it, right? Um, we, we don't really subscribe to that model. Yes, we like to generate cash flow and, and generate returns for investors, but the value add component is what really allows us to drive returns substantially um, because you can't really create value unless you do something significant, especially in this market where it's getting very expensive, right? So that's why value add is, is, is the perfect model for us because no matter where, where the market is, high, low, hot, cold, um, you find an undervalued asset, something that's been mismanaged, outdated, what, what have you, something that there's a reason why the, the rents are not where the market says it should be, right? And for us, it's, that's renovation and usually mismanagement. If you can go in and, and completely turn the property around, give it a new face, uh, upgrade the units, make them something that people want to be in, right? You don't just do the, the back of the envelope solution, which we find a lot of people do, which is, hey, let's just do some new paint, throw, throw some new flooring down and call it a day. That's not, that's not enough. And so when we find those, those true gems where there's a lot of that work that can be done where we can completely give it a facelift, you know, put granite counters in, you know, luxury lighting, like make it look like a luxury unit. That's where we're getting the biggest pop. And, and that's why our investors are seeing returns. Yes, they're getting to clip coupons, right? But it's more, it's more than that. They're also getting a huge value boost shot in the arm because that will that model will work in again sideways, up, down markets, because you're you're taking the value from where it is today and you're forcing value into it through the through the value add. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Forced appreciation is, is, uh, you know, I mean, that's the quickest way to, you know, increase the value of your property is, is to be able to find something where, you know, you can, you know, put a little bit of money in and you get a lot more bang for your buck out of it. You know, that's, uh, you know, in renovations, that's, you know, that value add, that renovation model just uh, allows you that opportunity, like you were saying, of, of being able to hit those bigger, those bigger returns. Mm-hmm. Um, what would your advice be for somebody who was just getting into this business? What would be your biggest piece of advice uh, to 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 them? Well, I, Mark or I tell you that uh, your learning curve in the first couple of years in this business is almost vertical. It's, <laughs> there is just so much to learn. And, um, I would, uh, you know, and I do mentor a lot of people and, you know, my, my mantra is just get education, take as many classes as you can. Don't necessarily listen to gurus. Um, just take, read as many books as you can, but also do some classwork because there's just a lot of stuff you have to learn and there, and there's just no getting around it. I mean, you can limp along. And maybe you'll graduate up into the small multis, you know, fourplex or something like that. Uh, but if you want to get to kind of uh, scale, like Josh was suggesting, you definitely got to have a lot of knowledge kind of under your belt. And just 
you know, if you look at one of our performance, I mean, it, there's just so much that goes into analyzing the deal and analyzing the numbers and baking in the assumptions and it just, you know, experience is a great teacher, but you know, to get, if you don't have experience, the next best thing is sitting in a classroom and getting uh, and learning from somebody else. So, you know, go to CCIM and take their four course sequence. That's a great, great place to start. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Josh, you have anything that you would like to add to that? Yeah, no, I think Mark, that's a great point. I, I would just add that um, definitely get educated, but then at some point, don't be afraid to take the leap because you're, the other half of the training is, is doing it right. Um, yeah. you, know, you can, you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want, read, go as many classes, but if you don't get your feet wet, you know, uh, school of hard knocks, is, it won't be able to teach you. And that's really the only way to learn it. Um, you know, everybody's, when it comes to going to courses, I mean, everybody's teaching you from their perspective, from what they know, right. But only you really know what you're after and what your goals are. So you're not going to, you're not going to figure that out until you get in there and just get your feet wet. So whether that's, you know, investing with uh, another sponsor or syndicator um, or just buying your own, getting a couple of friends together and pulling money and buying your own complex. I mean, you know, look, that's how we started. I mean, we started this and, uh, you know, we use our own cash and raise the money um, with a small group, close group of friends and family and scale from there. But the lessons that we learned in the first year, it would have taken me over a decade to learn that same thing. Uh, just kind of limping along and, and reading books. So you, you got to get your hands dirty. Definitely, definitely. It's it's that trying to find that sweet spot in between that education and then knowing, okay, well, I at least have enough that um, I at least know that I haven't worn my hand and that I'm in a kayak and, you know, we'll figure out the rest from there, but at least get that, that basis knowledge. So at least you have a, a, a launching spot to go from. And then the rest of it, it's just kind of like riding a bike, you know, it's like, look, there's, you can, you can have all the basics and all the understanding, but you really don't get the true feeling for the balance and, you know, for everything else till you actually get out there and just go do it you know, to, yeah. to some level. I, um, like, I want to add one point, education. if I could, David, if I could add one point to yes, what Josh was saying, it's like <clears throat> two points, actually. One is um, I learn something every single day in this business. And I have been, you know, in architecture for 35 years and I've been doing this for about 10. There's not a day that goes by. I don't learn something new. Mm-hmm. It's, a big part of the reason why I continue to do the business. I just enjoy learning stuff and, and growing. Um, and the second thing is a lot of people have the misconception that you do a couple of deals and the next thing you know, you're lying on the beach in Hawaii for the rest of your life drinking my pie. <laughs> that is not, that is not the case. I can assure you. Um, you, this is a slow boat to wealth. You can build really substantial wealth doing this, but don't, Kid yourself. I mean, I work, I run two businesses full-time. I, I still maintain an architectural practice and I do this business full-time and it, it, I work 60 hour weeks and I'm 61 years old and I still work a 60 hour week. So uh, it is a lot of work and it, there's a lot of details to um, attend to. Um, but and if you don't, if you're not wired to do that sort of thing, don't pursue this. It's not worth it because you won't, you won't have fun. You got to have fun doing this. So mm-hmm. Wise words, Mark. What would you say is um, your guys' favorite way to give back to your community? Well, yeah, you know, big 
part of the reason why I do this is because I am a firm advocate, <coughs> excuse me, in um, providing dignified place for my tenants for, to have their head hit the pillow at night. And, and so, you know, there's just a lot of beat down workforce housing out there that is rife for the exact model that we do. And yeah, you know, we're capitalists like anybody, but you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, 40 years ago when I applied to architecture school, I wrote my essay, you know, my application essay about affordable housing. And so wow. I'm just staying true to what my core is by doing this. And, you know, I feel like we create a premium product in the marketplace at an affordable price for our tenants. This is true workforce housing that we're working, that we're uh, teeing up. And I don't know anybody who's doing as good a job on this as we do. It's quite yeah. candid. Uh, so, I mean, that's why I do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Same, awesome. Here, same here. I mean, we, uh, you know, we, we started this company, not only is it a great model, but it's, uh, you know, I, I've seen what else is out there in this space. I've seen what other syndicators do and it, it's, Sometimes it's it's a little disheartening to realize that this is the oh, best that people can do. I mean, the, the conditions uh, that people have to live in, it's disgusting. You know, yeah. and I bought some true F-class deals and renovated them. And uh, I was shocked that people were living in these places. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sort of driven to kind of create this uh, this uh, really nice environment for, you know, people can raise a family in our deals. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. Definitely. And I think I think that's what most good, uh, good syndicators would like to do is is provide that place. But you're that's awesome that you guys are taking those, like you said, you know, some some F class properties and then turning them back into functioning good, you know, quality properties that people are happy to be a part of those communities. So that uh, I applaud you guys greatly for that. Um, quickly, just on the and um, what's something that my listeners, it, it, you know, do you have anything that my listeners could help you find, or you know, if you're, you know, something that could help you improve your business, whether that's you know, investors, properties, you know, what, what uh, is there anything my listeners, uh, if they resonate with you, that they can. Uh, you know, reach out and possibly help you guys with or anything like that? Um, I would say, uh, you know, if, if anybody's interested in like learning more, I mean, I, I can I can tell you this going back to what you asked earlier, like a lot, the first step that I see a lot of people make is, um, you know, educating themselves, learning, but then at some point they have to take the step off. You got you got to jump in the water, right? So a lot of the ways I've seen people do that and get real comfortable with how the business actually works is investing passively, and another deal and just learning from the inside out, you know, you, you get access to the documentation, you see how the loans work, you see how the cash flow works. And that's a great first step. And most people, that's the, that's the leap that most people take. So, um, you know, if we be of any benefit um, and your, your, many of your listeners want to partner, um, you know, or, or look into how we, we run our deals, more than happy to speak with them and, you know, share some information um, to help them get started on that journey. So feel free to send anybody along that might be interested. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. That's what I was going to say. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, I mean, we're, this is not for the faint of heart, what we do. It is a, it is a lot of moving parts. It is a lot of work and not everybody wants to get up every morning and get their hands dirty the way we do. So um, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do that, but you still believe in the mission or the, or the investment opportunity, 
you can invest passively in one of these deals and, and look over our shoulders. It's exciting to kind of see a, a deal turn around and come to life and and really just kind of, you know, give it a, a new life. The way the level of fit and finish that we put in these, they're set up for the next 30, 40, 50 years. So um, it's a kind of exciting process to see that transformation. So Yeah. So your philosophy would be to go in, fix everything, fix it right, and then fix it so that you don't have to worry about it for 30 or 40 years. Well, right. no, I mean, CapEx being what it is, I mean, you've yes. got to have a budget there to renovate stuff. I mean, it's human nature. I mean, we have a lot of people coming and going and, uh, you know, stuff gets beat down and we have to repair it. But the heavy lift on the front end, you know, I mean, every building has like a major maintenance cycle every 25 or 30 years. And generally speaking, the assets we buy fit that profile. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, is there uh, any um, anything else that you would like to pass on to my uh, my listeners before we go ahead and wrap this up? Because I, I know you guys, uh, I know Josh has a, a time commitment. So uh, any other uh, words of wisdom that you guys would like to pass along? Go ahead, Josh. Why don't uh, you? Sure. I, would, I, I think Mark said it best, you know, um, Decide what camp you want to be in. If you want to, you know, run your own deal, um, that's great. Just just know that it's a time commitment and just really be passionate about it. And if you want to be a part of real estate and not have to deal with the headaches or, um, you know, from a more passive side, that's great too. But I would say just quickly identify what camp you want to be in because you, you need to you need to uh, align yourself with the reality of what it's like to walk in both sets of shoes. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, guys, I thank you so much for, um, you know, for hopping on and sharing your wisdom and, you know, educating my listeners and, and sharing your knowledge and your viewpoints on the education, the value add model, and actually a little bit of market selection too. And just being, you know, honest about, you know, what it is. It's like, look, this isn't all, um, candy and rainbows. There's, uh, you know, there's some work on this. This is, this isn't just uh, set it and forget it stuff. This is, this is real work with real returns and real rewards. But um, yeah, I just thank you guys so much for uh, so much for sharing your knowledge is, um, and I don't know if you guys want to pass on your contact information for anybody that wants to reach out. Uh, sure. Yeah. I can be reached at uh, Josh W at three pillars capital group. And that's all spelled out. So T-H-R-E-E, Pillars Capital Group. Awesome, awesome. And I can be reached at investor at sgreinvestments.com. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an awesome and wonderful day. Thanks, Dave. All right, thanks, Dave. Thanks, guys. Bye.